Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing NXT and this week was a taped week, but I'd managed to avoid the spoilers. Uh, and not only that, there was a few interesting backstage segments that hadn't been reported. Some pretty big things actually went down on this show. Um, I would say that it starts well. Ends well, ends very well, actually. The main event in particular is fantastic. Um, uh, maybe there's a bit of a lull in the middle, but uh, as we said, we know the new NXT is on the way. And actually, the new logo that we saw at the end of last week's show, that seems to be the logo that we're using now. That was the logo that was in the background on the TV screen behind Shawn Michaels. It was the one that was behind uh, during the matches, behind the crowds. It was on the uh, entranceway. So the uh, kind of color splatter logo, that seems to have gone. This new logo is what we're using. Everything else is the same, though. And there was a lot of people saying, is that it? Is that the only change? Um, I don't think it's going to be the only change. I think the truth is that the logo is a very quick, easy thing to change. Everything else is going to take time. And that might be why these are taped shows because they might be using the time right now to actually change everything else over. So uh, there's actually no reports uh, of uh, a change, just speculation that that's what they're using this time for. So we'll have to see in a few weeks' time. It's all obviously behind closed doors, and it's all very hush-hush. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I do expect change. I don't know if we're just renovating the performance center or if we're going to go back to full sale or what we're doing on that front. Um, but there's definitely uh, change that I think is needed to the show. But I think also there was uh, a real glimpse today of what the future of NXT can look like because the main event is just fantastic. And there's, there's parts of this show that I think really do work. And then I think there's parts that are NXT 2.0, but um, let's get into it. We'll break it all down. Um, by and large, it's a it's a weird one to score this one, to be honest, because I, I think there are some big moments that uh, occur. But as I said, for, for large swathes of the show, it sort of was just passing me by. It was kind of one of those, you know, it was, it was fine. It was a bit pedestrian. But um, as I said, there's some good stuff that goes down as well. Let's start, shall we, with uh, Solo Sokoa surrendering the North American Championship. This was pretty wild. Solo Sokoa <laughs> is backstage with Shawn Michaels and Carmelo Hayes. And Shawn Michaels says to Solo, he's like, I'm sorry, but I've got to take that belt off you. That was not a legal match last week. Like, you was not uh, meant to be in that match. Like... I respect what you've achieved here and I respect the fact that you saw an opportunity and you went for it, but it, it's not a legally binding match. And so I, I can't recognize your title reign, basically. So I'm guessing that means that he never actually won the North American title. They're voiding it. So that means that he, he can't be classed as a North American champion. So if it says that on Wikipedia, that is fake news, right? Because Shawn Michaels is saying that match can't be uh, valid, basically can't be honoured. It, this is wild. I mean, first of all, why would you wait a week, right? I, I mean, like, have we not got the ability to give him a call? Yeah. Why would you allow him to defend the belt on SmackDown two days later? Like, again, is there literally nothing Shawn Michaels can do? 
Um, was it like, were they having to go through HR and try and get all this cleared about what the way forward is? What's the right way forward? Um, did it take a week to sort all of that? I mean, this belt has even got solo Sokoa side plates on it. <laughs> That's how far this thing has gone. It's actually been shown on the main roster. It's got solo Sokoa side plates. Uh, it's been defended by solo Sokoa. It's not even as if like it happened last week and he's not like, you know, he's not defended the belt. He defended it on SmackDown against Madcap Moss. So it's pretty wild that uh, now we start this show by going, ooh, yeah, you know, last week, uh, sorry, not valid. So uh, yeah, that was kind of wild. But um, you know, it is what it is, whatever. They take the belt off him. He has to surrender it. It doesn't get given straight back to Carmelo, which I really like because he did lose. Even if the match isn't like valid or whatever, he lost. Uh, and so I like the fact that now it's being put in a ladder match. I must admit, I didn't quite catch how many people are going to be in the ladder match. I think they said seven. But then the graphic later shows five. So I'm a bit confused as to how many are in the ladder match. But Carmelo is, I believe, automatically in as uh, the former champion. And then we found out there was going to be qualifying matches to see who would uh, like fill up the other spots. So that kind of set the table quite nicely, actually, for uh, obviously what would be uh, to follow. So yeah, good open. Um, you can you can certainly have fun with them not addressing the title situation sooner. In all fairness, a week is not the longest of times, but um, just because like he's already defended the belt and they've made him side plates and done all these kind of things, it is kind of crazy that... If they've decided it wasn't valid, I'm pretty sure they could have made that decision like literally as the match was happening last week. They could have decided this isn't valid uh, rather than wait in seven days. Uh, then we go to our first match. This is uh, Nathan Fraser taking on Axiom. And this was all right. I don't know what it is about these guys that I just can't quite get into. I, that's a me thing. It's probably a me thing. Um, I just tend to watch it and they're doing some really nice moves. I think it's just, it goes back to kind of my criticism of like the Young Bucks kind of style and the Lucha Bros, that kind of, you know, million miles an hour, nothing's really being sold. It's just not my kind of style of wrestling, but I mean, it does, Kate, there are people that love that and it is worth catering to. So I'm certainly not being down on it. Um, it just, I just don't think this was really for me to be honest. But there was some nice stuff in here still. I mean, you can see this monstrous superplex. You can definitely pull some nice stuff out. But yeah, I don't know. 1-1, uh, basically, Nathan Fraser gets the victory. Let's see what the decider looks like. Let's see what the third match. This is a best of three series. You might remember this whole thing came about. They were backstage reading comics. And they were like, do you want to have a match? And like, that's it. That's how. That's what this feud is built on. It's literally just trying to see who's the better between these two best of three kind of a thing. This whole thing's been a bit, nah. and for me, that's kind of carried over into the matches. So yeah, I, I kind of felt like it was a real interesting open. And then this just, I don't know, it didn't quite grab me. But as I said, that I'm quite happy to hold my hands up and say that could be a me thing. Uh, then we went to uh, Damon Kemp that was talking about why he turned on Diamond Mine. Now he has already addressed that. He said that he felt like he was being kind of, you know, left by the wayside. Didn't really feel like he was having much of a say in the group. And um, now we're starting to see footage of him accepting money from Tony. Uh, apparently they did try to give money and pay 
uh, Roderick Strong. Uh, a lot of people thought Roderick Strong was the one that was trying to tear Diamond Mine apart. They actually show Roderick Strong turning the money down, throwing it on the floor. Uh, Damon Kemp then comes over, scoops it up, and uh, he's the one that takes the money. He's the one that tries to uh, break up Diamond Mine. Well, actually succeeds in a way. Um, and so Roderick's framed, really. Roderick's not part of this. Roderick's not the one to blame. So uh, there was some interesting stuff here. Just kind of like gives a little more depth uh, to what was been going on with uh, Diamond Mine. Then we went to our next match. Uh, this one, Toxic Attraction. This didn't. This didn't actually didn't go that long. Ivy Nile was backstage. She smashed the locker with a fist. Really frustrated. Can't believe Damon Kemp did that to us. Kind of a thing. Uh, and they were like, look, we need to focus. We've got Toxic Attraction. So they went out. They had a match with Toxic Attraction. Again, this was all right. Um, this is uh, obviously Ivy Nile and uh, Tatum Paxley, I believe her name is. Uh, the, the ending of this is a bit weird um, because you've got JC Jane putting a pin on Ivy Nile. Like, it's weird seeing Ivy Nile being the one that gets the pin or gets pinned. So Ivy Nile is pinned. Um, uh, Gigi goes over to stop Tatum from coming in. And before she can even get there, the match is over. Like, it just felt a bit like, I don't know, just it took Gigi by surprise. Like, she goes, races over to try and stop Tatum. And then before she can even get there, the match has ended. So, uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know, just a little bit of a strange uh, conclusion to this one. As I said, the match itself was all right. It, it doesn't actually really go all that long. So there's not a great deal to judge uh, in it. But uh, the big takeaway is Toxic Attraction pick up the victory. Then we had Schism in the ring. Uh, Schism just doing their usual Schism bit. And uh, we got uh, Inofe and Blade come down. They obviously were attacked last week. And so uh, they came down. That then uh, immediately just went straight into a match. Uh, so uh, we went straight into Anofi and Blade taking on, I don't know if they're known as the Dyad, the Dyad, when it's just, I mean, they used to be the Grizzled Young Veterans, didn't they? I don't know what we're calling them now. I don't know if they're Schism, Dyad, Gibson and Drake or whatever we're called, I don't know. But either way, we just went straight into the match and... um yeah, you know, uh, again, an, a match that was just so-so. It was all right. Um, what was interesting is that during the promo, during, like, schism talking and everything, the uh, I didn't notice this. Shout out to the chat for this one. Uh, there was uh, a person in the crowds wearing that red riding hood again. We've said before, this is very much, this is wrestling. This is wrestling in uh, 2022. Lots of little mysteries for people to get their teeth into and ponder about and wonder uh, who these people are. Uh, clearly, you can see uh, no shadow of a doubt that this is uh, a female. Um, I'm very good at identifying gender. And as immediately when I saw this, I was like, that's a woman. Um, you can tell mainly from the boobs. And also, I think the way uh, women put their hands in their pockets and stand like that, um, it's just very obvious that that's a female. But uh, what was more kind of eye-catching to me, more so than the boobs, was the fact that this person had this yellow mask on. And as soon as I saw that yellow mask, it immediately uh, made me think of Joe Gacy. So Joe Gacy, when he was on the indie scene, Joe Gacy is the one with the mask on, not the dude in the picture. Uh, he uh, had these yellow Mask or I, I can't say he wore these yellow masks all the time, 
But certainly the images I saw of Joe Gacy were of him in yellow mask. Um, and uh, there's an example on screen right now for those that are watching the YouTube uh, review. So this is cool. I've, I must admit, this is the version of Gacy I've been hoping for from the start. This is the version of Gacy that I've kind of always wanted to see come in. But uh, to my knowledge, we've never seen this version of Gacy in NXT. Um, and so, yeah, it, I, I find it really interesting. If you look at like around the eyes, you can see that it's been colored in black. He's got like a black Sharpie and colored it in. Uh, you can see that that like black smile on that yellow face mask, that black smile has been added as well. Um, obviously, Joe Gacy's has been uh, has added like text on. Please stop me. Uh, it's been added onto it. But if you then compare it to this one here, you can see a black smile and black around the eyes. Now, I don't know that that's been added. I feel like it has. Um, I certainly don't think there's a shop that's just selling these kind of masks. I think you could go to a shop and buy yellow masks. But I think the black around the eyes, the black smile, uh, I, that to me feels like um, a, a connection to the Joe Gacy mask. And I think it might have been added as well, as I said, rather than store bought, which again, you know, if they've gone out their way to do that, this is very interesting. And the fact that this person has shown up during Gacy's match uh, makes me think this is someone that's going to join Gacy. This makes me think this is a female that's going to join Schism and that Schism might be evolving so this is very interesting. I can't give you a name. I don't know who it is. I don't have the ability to see through masks or clothing. God knows I wish I did. But uh, I have no idea who this is. So I'm um, interested if people have got theories. Uh, feel free to put it in the chat right now. Uh, put it in the chat at the end and we can uh, chuck some names around. One of the names I heard was Tennille Dashwood. Used to be Emma. I mean, if she came back to NXT, that'd be wild. If Emma came back to NXT, that'd be awesome. So uh, I'd be totally down for that one. But I, I don't know that it is. But uh, anyway, basically, uh, Schism, get the victory. You can see that the uh, hooded person has gone. Um, don't forget as well, they've started wearing those yellow uh, smiley face badges. So those have kind of been introduced in recent weeks. So we're definitely moving in like that direction, this yellow smiley face direction, which is a fun direction. It's a direction that the hippie movement definitely moved in. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, was a bit of intrigue here, a bit of intrigue. Uh, next match, uh, this was all right, actually. I, I like uh, I like what, I like Wendy Chu. I find her entertaining. Uh, I always say it, though. I do think sometimes she takes it a bit too far with the character during matches. Outside of the ring, I think she's great. Promo's awesome. Um, this is all right. There was some good stuff in here. And I think Cora Jade's heel turn has been fantastic. I think Cora Jade's heel turn has been a massive success. Um, in fact, so successful, the crowd were chanting for Cora as well as Wendy Chu in this match. So the crowd really split. Really didn't know which way to go on this one. So, uh, yeah, the crowd were going back and forth. Really interesting, though. Really, really good. Um, and... Yeah, Cora gets the win. Um, after the match, Lash Legend attacks Wendy. So Cora walks off with a smile on her face as uh, Lash Legend uh, uh, attacks Wendy Chu. So it seems like they are on a collision course. I don't know if Wendy... I mean, uh, Wendy's just coming out of a feud with Tiffany. So it seems like Wendy now might be going into a feud with Lash Legend. 
Then we were uh, backstage with Brom Breaker. We were just previewing the main event. Main event tonight would be Tyler Bate taking on JD. And uh, Brom was asked, who do you want to win? And he was like, well, they're both great competitors. So, you know, may the best man win kind of a thing. And he just took a moment to thank the fans for voting him as uh, NXT superstar of uh, the past year, basically, who who has symbolized NXT 2.0 the best. And the fans voted for Bron Breaker. So we found out he would be at ringside. The winner would get a shot at the title. So uh, number one contenders match in our main event. So, uh, yeah, this was just to help build that. Uh, then we uh, met uh, Oro Mensa. So Oro apparently means gold in, I think, Nigerian, African, something like this. Uh, Oro Mensa, who is from Ghana, um, has a slight accent, very Kofi Kingston-esque. Definitely getting Kofi vibes uh, from this guy. And um, yeah, good. I, I must admit, I watched him and I was like, yeah, I like this guy. He's bringing something a little bit different. Totally like could see him like the SOS. Like yeah, I was totally into it. It reminded me of like old school Kofi. And that's a good thing because I loved old school Kofi. Old school fake Jamaican accent Kofi. Totally here for that. So he was uh, backstage and um, he was just talking about what his name means. Uh, talking about how his match against Grayson Waller, which was coming up later, was going to be a ladder match qualifying match now. Um, so he, there was a chance for him to qualify, but he was going to have to get past Grayson Waller, which obviously was not going to be easy. Then we got uh, Carmelo uh, in the ring, and he was uh, talking about what a disgrace it was that he lost his belt. He said that he wanted the referee fired. He wanted the timekeeper fired. He even wanted the person that put up the graphics for Solo Sokoa last week fired. He wants anyone involved fired. Um, he is not happy boy at all at the moment. Uh, he was really fired up over this. And uh, this brought out Chase University. So uh, Chase University made their way uh, uh, down to the ring. And uh, I don't know her name, but <laughs> this woman here, the one that uh, is in Chase University, I've not seen a great deal of her, um, but she was fun, man. She came down and she was just like a real firecracker. She reminded me a lot of like Butch. She was like a female Butch. She was just like really like, you know, hyper um proper like bringing a lot of energy to this and uh she was good man uh, she was good she was like proper like you know ott in the background but uh basically this led to a match so we got uh andre chase and i think his name is it Bodie brody uh they were taking on trick williams and carmelo hayes uh, so uh, we get a, a bit of a shocker in this because it's actually chase uh, university it's actually andre chase that picks up the victory uh, he manages to roll up uh, carmelo hayes of all people so it's not even trick williams that takes the pin uh, it's actually carmelo with a nice little roll-up thing that he does uh, which is kind of really really cool and uh, yeah he gets victory then jumps into the crowd all of chase university are celebrating I must admit, this whole segment from Chase University coming out, that woman kind of really, you know, being fired up, the kind of in-ring action, which was well-paced. I mean, it might be because Carmelo was involved and he's obviously great in-ring, 
But um, this whole thing was like some of the best stuff I've seen Chase University do or Chase U do. I have not really been on the Andre Chase hype train at all. The Chase U hype train has absolutely passed me by. But um, there was there was some stuff to this that I actually thought was quite good. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they uh, pick up uh, a shock victory, dare I say. So things going from bad to worse for Carmelo Hayes. Uh, then we went to our next match. Uh, this was not much to this, to be honest. Uh, this was Von Wagner taking on Sanger. And uh, two big guys just going at it. And uh, Von uh, was able to pick up the victory. There was lots of outside interference. Robert Stone getting involved as well. Um, but the uh, conclusion was uh, Von Wagner picks up the win. This, uh, just another talking point really here. This is Oro Mensa's entrance. And it just didn't work for me. Like, I don't get it. It's a club. It's like a club. It even says Club Mensa. So it says Club Oro Mensa. It's got like a woman kind of like dancing, a silhouette of a woman, like, you know, um, being all sexy. I know sexy when I see it. And she was being sexy. Don't you worry about that. She was like, all like dancing away and everything. It's getting very hot under the cover. Um, but yeah, we had like, uh, I don't know, this kind of club. This is the kind of entrance I would expect for uh, Caden Carter and uh, Katana Chance. Do you know what I mean? Like this, that kind of a vibe. Not this dude from Africa that we just met who, I don't know what this is. It's really strange. Really, really strange. I don't know if I've missed something, but even in his like promos, in like his vignettes as he's been building up to his arrival, I don't remember anything to do with a club. This honestly feels to me like they had an idea for him that they were going to make him like, you know, this cool clubbing dude, uh, guy that goes to clubs, parties the night away. And then they decided to change their mind, but they never changed the entrance. <laughs> like That's what it kind of came across as to me. It's just, well, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm not saying it was bad. I just don't know that it necessarily fit the character. I think you could use this, but maybe for someone else. I don't know. Or maybe as we find out more about him, he'll like grow into this entrance or maybe next week he'll have a different entrance. I don't know. So uh, just something to uh, keep an eye on. Talking of an eye. Whew, look at that for a segue. Totally planned. Uh, Apollo was here. So this was uh, Oro taking on Grayson Waller. And um, obviously, you know, some nice action, uh, like Oro looks all right. And uh, basically, Apollo comes uh, out. I don't know where he came from, actually. I don't know if he came from under the ring or through the crowd. But um, he uh, stares at Grayson Waller. He's still got like his red eye. I, I, like, obviously, they had a match before. And um, I think one of the shots was a bit snug. And I remember him having like a red eye and bruising all around his eye. Looks like the bruising has gone down. But um, yeah, it looks like there's still a bit of red to his eye. And then they've put like blood in the corner, droplets of blood. And so he was actually bleeding. He was like crying blood. Blood was like coming down his face and his eye was like uh, red, but obviously made even redder by the blood they'd put on. So uh, yeah, they really, I don't know, it's quite the image. It was quite the image. It was, it was cool. Apollo's standing there, like, crying blood uh, as it, like, trickles down his face. It was kind of quite cool. It was nice. So, uh, yeah, this uh, clearly uh, feud between him and Grayson Waller is not over. Uh, that allowed uh, Oro Mensa to pick up the shock win. 
So uh, the shock win for Oro Mensa. So we've uh, found out that it's going to be Halloween Havoc that uh, this ladder match is going to take place in. So Halloween Havoc and uh, Carmelo Hayes, as we know, is one of the people that's going to be involved. And Oro Mensa has booked his ticket in that match as well. So I must admit, I was really surprised. Didn't expect him to uh, get past Grayson Waller. But of course, it's largely thanks to the distraction of Apollo. But yeah, this was all right, man. This was all right. And uh, I'm really interested to see where we go with Oro Mensa. I like his ring gear. Uh, it's just like, you know, it pops. It's uh, black. It's got like very African colors. Uh, lots of greens and yellows, reds. He's even got like the star, I think, of Ghana on his belt. But again, this is why his entrance just does not seem to fit his character at the moment. Like it's, it's just weird. But um, this should be a good match. Uh, and as you can see, there's like uh, two spaces that have been filled and three silhouettes. And that's it. So I don't know if there's five or seven people that's in the match. But uh, either way, that'll be a, a decent little contest. Then we went backstage and we saw uh, Diamond Mine and uh, or Creed Brothers, I should say. Uh, and they were arguing about who was going to get their hands on Damon Kemp. Uh, and they were both arguing as to why it should be them. Um, but it was agreed that it would be Brutus. So next week, Brutus is going to be taking on Damon Kemp at one-on-one, -on -one, and that's going to be brutal, man. He's going to want to rip him apart after what uh, Damon Kemp did last week during that cage match. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. I think Julius was like, okay, it can be you. You can, you can face him, but I've got one request. Don't just beat him. End his career. Uh, it, it was good. It was a good little segment. Oh, and this was amazing. This was brilliant. I love uh, this is great. This is great. Uh, they should do this on the regular because just before the main event, Brom came out to go onto commentary and he came out and they did this last week, came out with a Connor's Cure Thriver. Uh, and uh, it was Landon the Conqueror Chase, who I said, look, Chase is in his name. He should have been forced into Chase University, yeah? All the other kids can pick what they want to be, but if you've got Chase in your name, you should be forced to put on one of those Chase U uh, jumpers, join Chase University. In my mind, Landon could have gone over just in crying his eyes out because he wanted to be a conqueror. No conquering for you. You're in Chase University now. <laughs> Thankfully, the people at NXT are much better people than what I am, and so they didn't make him do that, and they allowed him to be the conqueror. And so uh, this was great. All joking aside, this is brilliant. Uh, and they really should do this on a regular basis. So uh, he came out with Braun. Braun had the NXT belt and he was like, hold, do you want to hold this up? I was saying like, you know, go on, smack him. <laughs> Come on, Landon. This is your opportunity. Lay into him. You could, you could leave with that belt. Listen, if Logan Paul can get into a main event, I, I don't see any reason why Landon can't be NXT champion. Yeah. I can't see any reason. Uh, then before we got to the match, we just got a little um, uh, promo for Sol Ruka. So uh, she is coming next week. This is all very tranquil. She's on a beach. She's playing like some kind of ukulele thing. Um, so I can only imagine the entrance they're going to give her is going to be some kind of death metal thing. <laughs> Judging by what they did to uh, Oro, uh, Oro Mensa. Uh, where they've given him a club vibe. I can only imagine they're going to have her coming out to like some kind of death metal 
Um, like she's going to be crying blood as well, like Apollo or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, she's she's got quite a chilled kind of gimmick. So I don't know, I don't know how that's going to work. Perhaps she's the female riddle. Perhaps perhaps she's the female bro or something. Uh, I don't know. So uh, next week we get to see her. That's why I included it. Next week she's uh, coming. Also next week, Cameron Grams is uh, going to be uh, facing Joe Gacy. So uh, Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy. There was uh, a little back and forth between them earlier, actually, which I think I failed to mention. Um, just during the schism bit, I believe. But uh, yeah, basically we're building to a match between Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy. That's next week. And also next week, uh, another little backstage segment, uh, Gallus and uh, Briggs and Jensen. Um, I think Gallus were playing poker. Briggs and Jensen came over. Uh, I think they wanted to play. Gallus wouldn't let them. Now we've got a match. That's how it works. In all fairness, though, these have been feuding for a little while anyway. But uh, pub rules match, which I don't know what that is. Pub rules match. I've been in many pubs in my life. I have no idea what a pub rules match is. Perhaps it's got to be finished by 11. Perhaps it's that's chucking out time, so you've got to be done by uh, 11. Um, otherwise, it's a lock-in. I don't know. I don't know what a pub rules match is. No alcohol before like half nine, ten in the morning. I don't know. Uh, so we'll find out next week. Uh, then we got to our main event. This was JD Manamana taking on Tyler Bate. And this was great. This was a highlight of the show. This was a highlight of the show. This, this was a highlight of the week, really. This was a brilliant match. I reckon this could easily be four stars. Easy. Um, these two have got great chemistry though, because they've known each other for so long and I'm sure they've faced each other plenty of times. Um, so yeah, it, it, great. I mean, real intensity, uh, lots of, uh, map base work. Um, when they were doing any big moves, they were executed so well. Um, I have just got an image on screen right now of JD Madonna, uh, doing a beautiful, uh, moonsault to the outside and it's, it's just picture perfect. And like the even the airplane spin that Tyler Bate was doing, like he did it with such intensity. Um, that was great. Like it was just great. It was all great. Uh, bottom line is that uh, JD got uh, hit his finishing move, got the uh, pin and the victory. And so JD is the one who clean, didn't cheat, clean, got the win and uh, will now go on to face Bron Breaker. But it did not end there, my friends. Just as we thought it was over, it wasn't over because Ilya Dragunov came walking out. And this was cool. This was really cool. Ilya Dragunov uh, in a black suit who's been out injured, had to forfeit the NXT UK Championship, came walking out, headed uh, down to the ring uh, with his arms, you know, waving in the air, kind of as the orchestra, as the uh, crowd were uh, going crazy. Um, it was really cool. He jumps into the ring, gets in the face of JD, gets in the face of uh, Bron, makes himself uh, very clear that he's here for one thing and one thing only, and that is the NXT Championship. And as I said, you know, there's things in this show you can definitely build the new NXT on. And I think a heel Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, definitely think those are um, people that you can build the new NXT on. Uh, Bron, of course. 
But like this main event between Tyler and JD was fantastic. Then you've just brought out Ilya Dragunov. Brilliant. It's kind of like we're taking the best of uh, NXT UK. <clears throat> and if we just take the best of NXT 2.0, then uh, merge them together. We should have something quite exciting. So yeah, there's there's definitely a bright future um, here. But um, yeah, yeah, we're a couple of weeks away from that, unfortunately. And that was it. That's how the show ended. So it ended with these three all in the ring, staring at each other. Um, and the show came to a close. So a hard show to score because some of this did definitely feel like it was dragging. And some of these matches, you know, like Toxic Attraction, Beat-In, Diamond Mine, um, nah. uh, the Anofe Blade against Schism match. Nah. Uh, the... Uh, what else did we get? Um, Von Wagner against Sanger. You know, those kind of things I can do without. I, I keep saying this. For me, NXT is a fantastic one-hour show. It's a fantastic one-hour show that's been spread across two hours. So, uh, and I think that is my concern when we, like, you know, change, like, to white and gold or black and gold is you can change venues you can change the logo. You can change the look of it. But it, it still might be a problem if you're not going to change the booking or you're not going to be able to find enough creative storylines to fill two hours rather than one. There is an amazing one-hour show here. You you, you kind of uh, have that main event and the Oro Mensa stuff and open with Solo having to forfeit the title um, and the chase you stuff, which worked as well. That was good. Like you, you could, you could shoehorn all of that and maybe you keep Nathan Frazier axiom, but just make it a bit shorter. Maybe that just went a bit long. Um, and, uh, still, still keep the little red riding hood, uh, in there somewhere. Like put all that in an hour. This is a great show across two hours with the other stuff that waters it down. I think it just makes it. Okay. Okay. So for me, uh, I don't know. I'm probably around six, seven, five, about six, seven, five. I feel that's fair. I would say seven, but I, I don't, I don't know that I am. Uh, th the only thing is that main event is so good. That main event is so good that um, I think it will have impressed people so much. And then you bring out Ilya Dragunov that I think that that might have uh, really like swayed scores and actually really driven some scores up. But yeah, let's see. Let's jump into the chat and see what everyone else thinks. So that was the uh, breakdown of uh, NXT. Uh, Kenny, uh, shout out to you. Kenny says uh, that it stunk so bad. Uh, Days, you're trying to be a contrarian. Uh, I saw General Aziz and Braun in a bad Steven Seagal movie. Okay, White Lotus, shout out to you. Uh, Joe says, I give NXT 10 out of 10. Uh, Teresa gives it an 8. Uh, Brendan says 9.7. So uh, some of these scores, let's try and jump into the scores, actually. Let's have a look and see uh, where we are with that. We've had 21 responses, which isn't too bad. That's not too bad. We got quite low responses uh, last night for Raw because I was super late actually putting uh, anything, uh, the link up. So, uh, yeah, apologies for that. But uh, we've got some uh, responses here. So let's click on this and see what people think. We've got, oh, well, there we go. 
Most responses from people, and I promise you I don't get a chance to see this, seven. So seven is what uh, most people have gone with. Uh, 7.5 got four responses. Seven got six responses. There was uh, eight, ten in there, two, uh, six in there as well. But uh, looks like looks like our official score will end up being seven. Uh, favorite part of the show, um, the ending and next week's show was spoiled. Uh, didn't you see WWE want to put Vince in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I saw that. I don't know where we're going to get to with the investigation and everything. So, I mean, as the, inve as the investigation concluded now, I heard that they think they found all the payments that were missing. I think it finished up at about 17 million or whatever. And I don't know if the investigation's going any deeper than that. But um, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? It's really, really tricky. I don't know quite how you do it. Perhaps they're hoping it will all have blown over and fans will have moved on from it by the time we get to next year for me personally i don't mind that he adds affairs because what he does is no it's up to him in it i mean it sucks for linda and it doesn't make him look like a great person but i don't know too many people looked at vince as a great person anyway so no, the affairs well fine whatever the fact it's with employees uh, it's not great because you're not meant to do that so that is definitely a slap on the wrist but to be honest, is it anything that I would stop him going into a Hall of Fame? No, that's not something that would stop him going into a Hall of Fame. I think the bigger thing is that there are allegations that some of those uh, payments were to women that were being made to do things they didn't want to do. They were being made to do things kind of against their will. That's a that's that's not only a problem. That's you know prison and serious repercussions and pretty horrific. So I don't know, man. I really don't know. Like my relationship with Vince has kind of drastically changed, like the way I feel about him, um, the way I see him. So I don't know is the answer because I don't know the truth. Uh, they're just allegations, aren't they? So and will we ever find out the truth? I don't know. You can look at it and say, if it wasn't for Vince, where would wrestling be? You know, we, we wouldn't have everything that we know and love. So he absolutely should go in. Absolutely. But then equally, you look at these allegations and you go, damn, maybe he shouldn't go in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he should go to prison. So it's 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 hard to answer because I, I don't know that what happened and I don't know the truth. And if I knew what the truth was, then obviously we could... Uh, uh, find a way forward accordingly. So uh, the only thing I can imagine is that Vince is denying it and with no proof, you I mean, you can't, what can you do? With no, with no evidence. You've got evidence of the hush money. So there's evidence that he's paid these women money to keep them quiet. But that's not an admission of guilt, is it? That's, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's guilty of what he's been accused of. Uh, just because he's paid money. I think, you know, it almost certainly uh, indicates that there's been affairs. But he could be paying them money just to keep the affairs quiet. It doesn't necessarily mean that people have been forced to do things against their will. The hush money is not indicative of that. So it's really, really difficult. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. My gut feeling is he he will go in. I think he will go in. I think for what he's done with wrestling, what he's done with WWE, he deserves to go in. And with no evidence, 
I, um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to convict uh, what could be an innocent man. Do you know what I mean? Like without evidence, it's tricky though, isn't it? Because some of these crimes don't have evidence, so it makes it it makes it extra tricky. So that way, you just have to, you know, it comes down to a bit of a judgment call, doesn't it? And uh, that's going to be uh, down to each their own uh, to make their own kind of minds up as to what you would do with it. Feel free to put in the chat what would what would you do? Would you put him in the Hall of Fame? Or if you are listening to this, have a think about it. What would you do? Would you put him in the Hall of Fame? Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. Um, Ke Kelly Kincaid, Kincaid, former Quinn McKay. Uh, although they should put her at the broadcast desk with the two dudes, WWE is wasting her talent. Um, Dragonov is the face-to-face -face in the ring, says Hayden. Okay, that was your favorite part. Uh, Tyler Bate against JD and Elia returning. Well, that was definitely an episode of NXT. No NXT Women's Tag Team Champions again. Uh, Thea Hale is Chase You. Oh, is that her name? Thank you. Thea Hale. I like her. Uh, sign me up as a fan of her. Uh, Dragonov return and main event. Cora Jade against Wendy Chu. Grayson Waller losing. Main event and Dragonov. Bate versus Mananana. Uh, Dragonov return. Quincy's debut was last week. Main event. The fact it ended. And Cora Jade. Okay. Let's go to uh, Lee's favorite part. Solo being stripped of the title. Poor guy won it fair and square. Uh, what was the point in him winning if he's only going to have it for a few weeks? Uh, Solo giving up the title. If that was the plan, why have him win it in the first place? Ratings. Uh, who do you think is going to win the ladder match? I think Hayes. Uh, until I know who's in it, I really don't know. Um, I think they will go some a different way, actually. I think they'll go a different way. I think you could look at Hayes as maybe being ready for the big one. So Hayes might now lose the ladder match, try and win the belt back, get frustrated, but eventually we'll be at the point where we're ready to move him up to the main title. Uh, seeing Quinn McKay made me very happy. I hope we get Quinn eventually competing in the ring again. Uh, no John Blood tribute. Who's John Blood? I dozed off and I had to rewind it. Dragonov from NXT UK. I'm hoping for Isla Dawn. Andre Chase in action. No changes to the stage and ring. No. I wasn't expecting them, to be honest. Um, I think it's a bit soon for that. I think those changes are happening now. I wonder if people were tuning in. I think they probably would actually tune in expecting changes after last week. But this week's show was taped and we knew there was no changes. Certainly nothing was reported of changes. So um, I think they could be happening now. I think that's why they taped the shows. Uh, Joe Gacy, a.k.a. Wish.com's Bray Wyatt. Solo vacating the title, Solo being stripped of the title, the rest of the show, Toxic Attraction, Not Enough Boobs, Schism, Von Wagner. Uh, those are all le people's least favorite things. Um, I liked that they're NXT. I liked that they're NXT. What do you mean, Rache Mind? The puppet did it. Uh, William says there's too many bandwagon jumpers. Uh, Erasure Mind says, I am not a perv. That's breaking news. Michael said, did you know that this week and next week's episode were pre-taped? 
yes, yes. I heard last week that they were taping. I don't know how many weeks, but I did know they were taped. But I managed to avoid spoilers. And um, thankfully, no one sent any through either. I didn't even get sent anything. So, yeah, I managed to avoid anything. So I don't, I don't, didn't know what happened this week and I don't know what happens next week. And I don't want to know either. I'll tune in next week as usual. So, um, and there we go. I think we're done. I think uh, everyone in the chat has said everything they wanted to say. So, uh, yes, appreciate the support. Ilya Dragunov is back. That's the big takeaway. And um, we'll have to see what they've uh, got in store as we uh, move forward towards this big uh, refresh that's coming up for NXT. So uh, thanks a lot for watching. Appreciate the support. Um, Hope you uh, enjoyed the show. And uh, I will see you again next time. Bye for now.